Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another TGIM episode of the Stoop Radio Show. Coming to you live from blogtalkradio.com from beautiful downtown Langhorne, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Jeff the Shark Perini, bringing you some more great action. And with me shortly, <laughs> I was going to say with me as always, with me shortly will be the wonderful Miss Jewel Tatey. A little behind at the moment, she's working out some kinks on her end from a new location. So Jewel's working on that. And meanwhile, I will sit here and I'll talk your ear off while I drink several beers. we got a terrific show tonight. We are so glad to be back. If you were here, great, great show. Emily Tate from the band Till Death Do Us Part, all the way from Scotland. It's a new stoop record. Emily Tate, the daughter, of course, of Queensryche legend Jeff Tate. She was here. We talked about uh, her band, played some songs. It was her first ever interview, and she nailed it. She's perfect. Got to learn something about the band. Got to learn uh, about her relationships with her dad and singing with her dad and her music career. That was absolutely awesome. Once again, we thank Emily Tate. Uh, truly something I was fan geek for and excited and it was worth every minute of it we thank her for coming on tonight as always the stoop likes to go with a different kind of feel we like going with creative artists we like going with new people we like going with up-and-comers and tonight we got a uh, internet and youtube sensation this guy is a treat an absolute treat. he's a uh, kind of a local if you will Troy David Hendrickson is our very special guest tonight. Um, for those of you who are fans of his and have watched his videos and his his Facebook, etc., you will know him as Delco's finest, Delco's mom. You might know him as Aunt Mary Pat De Sabatino. He's got the multiple personalities and characters. He's hilarious. He's Troy David Hendrickson. He's going to be with us tonight on the stoop. Um, he's here. Around 8.30. Where the hell is Jewel Tatey? <laughs> there she is. Jewel, welcome back. Um, we didn't get you Wednesday. We were worried about you here tonight, but you're back with us. You just got done raving about your new internet connection, and poof, I it cut you off. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about that. Again. Ain't no problem. Jewel is uh, with us. We're happy to have you. We missed you profusely Wednesday. It was not the same without you. You missed a great show. You would have loved Emily. It was terrific. But uh, you're with us here now, and that's what matters. Yeah. How are we doing, Jeff? How was your week? Uh, it was great. Um, you know, tedious, but but good. You know, my work grind as we continue to try and make Stoop my full-time job, because my regular full-time job sucks ass. <laughs> uh, how about yours? How about your Don't week? I know you did some I know you did some moving and shaking. You got a lot going on, some new opportunities, uh, some new residents, all kind of great new stuff. Tell the folks that missed you since last Monday. What's what's up? What's going on? Oh, yeah. Well, firstly, I'm sorry, but I'm not a resident of Philadelphia anymore. But I'm right outside. And that's, you know, next to the best, isn't it? If you can't be in Philly, be in more in Philly suburbs because Philly's just awesome. And I love being close to home. But so it's not my home anymore. And uh, move sucks. I figured it out, and this is my 16th time moving in my life. So uh, 
Yeah, we all know moving sucks, so. Wow, 16 times. I did it like five, and I think it blows 16. Gracious. College was rough. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, also, the uh, of a college student. I know tonight's a big night for you. This is one of your favorite people tonight, Troy David Hendrickson, uh, Aunt Mary Pat DiSabatino, and Miss Troy, and the whole nine yards. I know it's definitely your thing. Uh, how excited are you for tonight? Are you stoked? I'm so freaking excited. Are you excited? I'm pretty <laughs> I just excited. I just went to Wawa. I brought my hoagie and my smokes, and I'm so freaking excited. I, he is hilarious. He's doing big, big things. He's getting recognized everywhere. I'm so excited. He's got a huge fan following already, and I'm so excited to talk to him tonight. Yeah, absolutely. It is his... Um... We're doing a stoop first again. Uh, as you know, Emily Tate was her first ever interview last Wednesday. And this is uh, Troy's first appearance anywhere tonight. So before he makes his big TV debut Wednesday, which we'll talk about later, we got him oh, here yeah. first tonight. So we like debuting oh, yeah. people. It's going to be great. He doesn't seem nervous. I'm sure he's going to be fantastic. He's got a lot of people that are uh, followers of her, his. I'm going to say hers. Well, you know, his, hers. He does a little bit of both. His, so. His. It's going to be great stuff. Depends Cannot on the day. <laughs> yeah, it depends on the day. we got a lot to talk about later on in the show. Uh, concert events coming up that me and Drew are going to be going to. A guest we're trying to get on the show. We're really hoping to get one or both of these guys. We'll talk about all that a little bit later. But first, we're going to do one of our staples, top five. Top five list. Or Drew and I uh, pick a subject, and we get to uh, let you know a little bit about our likes and tastes. Tonight's subject, kind of in honor of our guest Troy David Henderson it's top five actors actresses or comedians with a very special gimmick or a very special shtick if you will something that makes them stand apart from the regulars things they do very special whether it be personality traits characters anything of that nature things that separate them from the rest uh Julie leave it up to you do you want me to kick it off would you like to kick it off I'm really interested in what you have to say I'll let you go first all right, I'm going to go first, and I am going to start out with number five. And with number five, I went with my all-time favorite impressionist. This guy does impressions. He does them great. It's Mr. Frank Caliendo. This guy is hilarious. He does a lot of the great sports impressions. He does presidents. He does people in the news. He is hysterical, and I love him. I love his impressions. You know, a lot of people say, you know, Rich Little was the king of it. He might have been, but people just perfect it now. And Frank Caliendo is amazing. He is my guy, number five. Number four, um, Carrot Top. And Carrot Top was big when he first came out with props. Did a lot of props and a lot of, like, jokes hidden into his props. Really neat stuff. Of course, he used to do that little bit where he used to tie his hair up and say he was Wendy's from Wendy's. And he used to, like, to drive into the drive-thru and tell the people, Wendy's is here. Great stuff. Carrot right. Top, number four. <laughs> Yeah, I loved him. Number three, the screaming comedian Sam. Who didn't like Sam and his uh, his big mouth screaming? His, ow, ow! Separated Sam from everybody else with that loud screaming. You know what I mean? That thing just made Jewel jump out of her seat. Sam Kinison, number three. Number two, going way back, the unknown comic. That's right, a comedian used to wear a brown paper bag over his head and cut out little eye slits and tell great jokes. He was hilarious. Uh, a few years later, he came out. <clears throat> excuse me, and disclose his actual self. But for years, as the unknown comic. Um, great stuff. That's number two. And number one, of course, the produce smashing annex of Gallagher. That's right, folks. It was his big thing. He was a smasher of produce and products, soaking the crowd and 
mess. Got out the big mail and smashed things. That was his his thing, man. Gallagher, uh, his big gimmick, and that was my number one. Great top five list. I was very excited to lay that out. And I'm very excited to hear what Joel Taney has for us on her top five list. Oh, geez. Yeah, good list. Um, most of mine are, you know, of course, Saturday Night Live. I love Saturday Night Live so much. Um, but number five has to be Jim Brewer. I'm so sad I, I missed him because he was just here at the Parks Excite Center. Um, but his characters were great. I mean, who doesn't love Go Boy? And who doesn't love all of his characters? Because he's high off his ass every movie he done, he has done. And and the kicker was he never even smoked. Like, he's not a pot smoker, but he was always that token, like, stoner guy. So we love Jim Burry here. Uh, number four, freaking Kate McKinnon. I love her. She is just the next. She can do no wrong. She does Ellen. She does Justin Bieber, she does everyone. She is just such a character actor, actress, and oh my god, her. Well, sorry, I can't talk tonight. The, the Bieber's Clinton good. was spot spot on. Like she's just hilarious. Love that lady. Uh, number three, probably the king of characters, but it has to be Jim Carrey. Between getting truly madly into character with Andy Kaufman. Um, yeah. The Mask, Jesus, Ace Ventura, like he's just number one in a lot of people's books. So the man, Jim Carrey. Number two, I had the pleasure to see him live at Penn State. Will Farrell does Harry awesome. Carey, Robert yes. Goulet. I love <laughs> Will Farrell. I love Ron Burgundy. He actually came on stage as Ron Burgundy when I saw him live, and it was like probably one of the greatest moments of my whole life. His and Harry Carey, one, his Harry Carey is hysterical. Not to cut you off, but it is yeah. hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh man. <laughs> oh. And number one, my girl, Kristen Wiig. I mean, I just look at the woman and I laugh. All of her characters oh, yeah, are so too. spot on. <laughs> Shut it. Um, she does Chris Jenner. She does Lana Del Rey. She has her own made-up character. Like, she is just a piss. I love her and anything she does, and she's my number one. All right, that was uh, some list, and we uh, we <laughs> kind of stuck mostly with we both mostly stuck with comedian, which was cool. But um, again, it's you know they all have their own little individual things that make them um, special. So let's rehash the list. Number five for me. The great impressive Frank Caliendo. Number four, Carrot Top and all his prop comedy. Number three, the big mouth roar of Mr. Sam Kinison. Number two, the unknown comic. And number one, of course, the produce smashing annex of Gallagher. Jewel's top five list, the hilarious Mr. Jim Brewer. Number four, Kate McKinnon. I love that beaver. It's hilarious. It really is hilarious. <laughs> Especially that Jeopardy. You know, you go. He does that little sideways yeah. thing. It's hilarious. <laughs> Number three, Jim Carrey, of course, the master of faces and the master of disguise, and just a real funny, quirky guy, Jim Carrey. Number three. Number two, one of my absolute favorites, Will Ferrell. That guy's funny and everything. You know, there's people out there that don't I don't, I don't get that. It's like not liking your mother. I don't get it. What? And uh, <laughs> number one... Number one, the person I had on, on my list, she was in the top seven billion, uh, Kristen Wiig. She was like number seven billion in my top Seven billion. You're so mean. Why don't you like her? I find her so unfunny. <laughs> I I think I'm funny, oh, and that's not saying much. 
Oh my god. By the way, I have been drinking bugs tonight, so maybe that's part of the problem. <laughs> Worth it wise, people. Worth it wise. If you've got a nice little bar set up at home and you take a glass off the top shelf, sure there's no bugs in it. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. My drink is bug free tonight. And in honor of Miss Troy and Aunt Mary Pat, I have me some shots of fireball. I'm so freaking excited. <laughs> I can't do it. You gotta, I can't do it. You, How can I not do a Delco accent? I mean, mine's too northeast, I think. We'll I'm, not to gonna mention, I'm not going to mention to him about... <laughs> he had this little um, Facebook spat with a good friend of mine and her son about his Philly accent. And uh, it was like a little <laughs> Facebook war, and I mentioned it to her, and she's like, oh, my God. So I'm not going to mention it to him when he comes on. Let's <laughs> just... Uh, Discrepancies between now. accents, or is that what it was? Yeah, let's keep, because I can't, kind of, yeah, I can't do any accent. A lot of people tell me, like, out of town or something, I have a Philly accent. I have no idea what that even means. So, see, when I went up Penn State, they're like, What are you from the South? I'm like, Uh, Southeast PA, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because up that way, like the Pittsburgh area, they have a, a unique accent. Oh, yeah. What do they say? They say pop. And uh, do they say used? I thought they say used a lot, too. Used guys. Used. They got a little bit of a twang. 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 Schittsburg twang. I got my a twang niece, in my pants. My, <laughs> my niece just came back from, she's on spring break, and she goes to college in Pittsburgh. And, um, yeah, they they do talk different <laughs> out there. Yeah, it's... um. Very unique. I just got a unique. picture. You know, I haven't heard from this guy in quite a while. A guy I used to work with, and it's amazing. He's drinking out of the same exact glass. Uh, my old work buddy, Mr. Bob Diaz, just sent me a picture. It says Scotch and Molson Ice. And he's got my same glass. It's almost like he's in my house. It's a little scary. He's drinking out of the same exact Pilsner glass as I am. It's great stuff. Oh, it's a Monday. You know, um, I'm crashing with my brothers. Big shout out to Jane Chrissy for letting me crash for the week. Yeah, um, Jane Chrissy. Like, yay! It's just been like a big party, you know. They they had the big snow party, and then we're gonna have another party in like two days when this nor'eastern hits us again. We lost power. Like it's just been nuts. But oh, we decided to make like Jello shots and have freaking fireball tonight. So it's just a good time. There's room for jello shots and fireball. And I tell you what, speaking of which, we're going to discuss this. Uh, I might want to make my way up there Wednesday. We're supposed to get clobbered here in the, yeah. uh, in the East Coast. Uh, the latest I read from ABC's Adam Joseph is 8 to 16 inches of snow on Wednesday. Sounds like beer day to me. What do you think? It's definitely beer day. Definitely a day load drinking day. Fine by me. I'll probably be stuck working until the 15th inch falls. Uh, so, you know, I guess I'll drink when I get home. Um, but, yeah, it's supposed to be insane. They're talking winds of 40 to 45 miles an hour. They're talking super heavy, wet snow. They're talking cold conditions. They're almost guaranteeing power outages. I mean, are you ready for this round? No, we're definitely Gonna lose power again, and you know what? That we had so much fun when the power went out Friday. It was like 
it was just me, Mike, and the baby, and we, we had some, like, deep conversations, and we played some board games. No cell phones at all to distract us. I mean, we didn't even have data. That's insanity. Wow. But, uh, no, it was, it wow. was cool. We had our candles going, and we ate some pork and beans, and it was a, it was a good time. So, whatever. Get that quality family time in, people. Yeah, so I got home uh, Friday night to no power. Um, a certain wife of a certain host of this show, I'm not going to mention their name, <laughs> was in like an absolute panic. We got no power. The the cell phones are going to die out. Uh, what are we going to do? So I I took my usual resource. I said, grab your phone, grab your charger, get dressed, and we're going out. We went to the Humeville Inn. Big thank you to the people at the Humeville Inn, by the way. We all plugged in all of our phones and made sure we got our uh, charge built up. We had some beers. We had some grub. We packed in around 10 o'clock. We got home. Boom, power was on. Pico was talking 5 o'clock Saturday. We got home Friday night, and we had power. Wow. That's when ours came back, 5 o'clock Saturday. So you're lucky. Yeah, very lucky. I mean, I got the time of load on at the local bar. Got my eat on. I ate meat on Friday, even though it's Lent. But you know what? If God punishes me with no power, I got to pay him back by eating meat on Friday. Man, I always forget about the no meat. Mm-hmm. Unless you're, like, in Catholic school or people are constantly reminding you, I always forget. Maybe I have to look on Facebook more on Fridays, not have that turkey sausage, egg, and cheese in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I struck out the last two weeks. The week before, I went to a little gathering, and they had all kind of Italian meat, so I had Oh, me. Okay. How about I was done? But I was talking about meat and all my Italian, all my Italian meat and cheeses on Friday, which is supposed to be Lent. You know, it's like Italian meat and cheese. So what do you think uh, about the Phils being back on? The Phils? Kind of, kind of preseason, isn't it? Is it not? They suck. They they are terrible. <laughs> they are terrible so far this year. They're up right now. It's one nothing. What are you looking at? Well, that's the first. I think they've won maybe three of their 20 preseason games so far. Really? Now, my man, Reese Hawkins, Hoskins had a big home run today. I'm going to be excited. I'm, I'm going to watch. I, mean, I love my teams. Um, heartbreak last night watching those Sixers. That was painful. Sixers had a pair of 20-point leads and still ended up losing by eight to the Milwaukee Bucks. That's painful. And uh, the Flyers, oh. they stunk up the joint this weekend, too. Well, not a great weekend to be a Philly sports fan. No. But, you know, I watch, right. I follow. It's, right. it's going to bring uh, – thing is going to be good. I have a good feeling. Yeah, that's terrific. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, all those announcers are like – Yeah, all those announcers are like, oh, yeah, you know, it's great to be a fan of Philadelphia right now. And then, of course, you get smoked in both games. So. Just my announcers. But, but the one thing that was good about watching the Sixers game last night is that I didn't have to watch. That I didn't have to watch. The god awful shitty Oscars. <laughs> That's right. The Oscars, the 90th, the Oscars Academy, 90th Awards Academy Awards, were held last night, um, and it had a few memorable <laughs> moments. Uh, Francis McDermott kind of stole the show. I don't know if you call that big 
backstage kiss with her and Gail Gadot or Gail Gadot or whatever Miss Wonder Woman's name is. Like she laid one right on her lips. Yeah. And um, Tiffany Haddish may have secured her spot as next year's host. Uh, now she's funny. I like that check. I know I caught very little, little sporadic here and there. But did you watch? Did you uh, tune in? Did you? Uh, what did you think? No, I was working, but I did watch your highlights today. And from what I hear, it was um, a, a little much with the with the men bashing. Um, with this Me Too and Times Up, I mean, I'm all for it. You know, there's two movements, but um, yeah, it just seemed like a gender war, if you will. Like it was like men against the ladies. Um, so they were trying to like bring about points, but I think some of it got lost. Um, so we'll, we'll see how it pans out. But th- these uh, award shows are, are getting to be a little much. They're going to be a lot of much. It's getting a little carried away with all these different stands. Uh, the one woman I, I can never remember her name. She's from Empire. Is it Taja Henson? What is her name? Taraji Taraji P Henson. Yeah. Uh, apparently, was laying out Ryan Seacrest on the on the red carpet, like laying him out, like calling him out on his shit and all. I mean, it. it you know, like there's. Courtrooms, there's law, there's judge, there's jury, there's jailer. Show up at your award show. You know, you're there for your talent, not to speak up against everyone and everything. It's nice to have a stance. It's nice to, you know, unite. But to sit there and be a, a solo person just yapping it out and calling somebody out is a little unnecessary, I believe. I don't know about you. Yeah, and who is the one? God, I always forget her name. But she said she was like the uh, what's it called the presenter, and she said these men and Gwyneth, what's her whatever is her name, like she just grouped all the men together in the same category, even though they had nothing to do about anything. Like Ryan Seacrest, I think he was accused of sexual misconduct or something like that. Yeah. But she just grouped like a whole group of men together and then said the woman, and then someone made a point about. Oh well, you know, there's only been so many female directors, blah blah blah. That's not the men's fault. I mean, they're winning an Academy Award. Like they obviously have done something, and they didn't do anything to deserve like being dismissed. Like these men over here. So I don't know. It's kind of weird. Did you uh, catch a very popular meme and a very popular web buzz behind the face of Jennifer Garner? No, I saw the Meryl Streep one. What was the gentleman? Um, I don't know. I, she's in the middle of clapping, and she's clapping, and she has this look <laughs> of horror on her face. And, like, you got to see it because everybody is up in arms about what was – what did she see or what did she think of? And, of course, you know, all the memes come out of, you know, she's clapping this, did I turn off the – the iron and like all kind of like different things you could have been panicking about. It's very funny. Um, dying to find out what the face was because she went ruined like this blank stare of like shock or fear almost. It was weird. Oh man, no, I have to look that. <laughs> they were comparing Mer- Meryl Streep to uh, the fairy godmother. They said that's who she looked like. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld said it best. Not Meryl Streep, such a phony baloney. Not a big fan. Oh jeez. You know, coming up on the, the stoop in two weeks, Meryl Streep, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That'd be some shit, wouldn't it? Um, Emma Watson. She displayed some uh, new ink at the Vanity Fair Oscar party. But social media users pointed out the tattoo's glaring grammatical error. Leave it to, you know, the geniuses of the social media world. Uh, The Harry Potter star showed off a tattoo that read, Time's Up, on her arm. Clearly missing the apostrophe for the organization Times. So basically it was Times about the apostrophe. Uh, It was not immediately clear if the tattoo was real. People reported the tattoo could be temporary. Is there anything worse than a tattoo that's misspelled or has grammatical errors? And did, did you think it's real? I didn't see it, but is it real or is it just like? I don't know. I mean, it looks real. Like when you get a tattoo and it has that just like sheen about it because you have to keep it like lotioned up. It, it was right smack dab in the middle of a forearm, and it was big. And yeah, it's clearly like not right grammatically. So. I don't know. I mean, that's really embarrassing if it is. I can't see this being a real tattoo. I don't know. She's like a really, I don't know. She just seems like really preppy. And to have that huge tattoo of Time's Up, like, I I just think it was like a statement henna piece, if you will. Um, So maybe it'll wash off in a couple days. We'll see. And she's hot. She's hot. Oh, Harry Potter. Not. Oh, Harry Potter. The, <laughs> the magic I'd be doing was trying to make her clothes fall. That'd be the magic I'd be doing if I was Harry Potter. Oh, my That's God. That's my magic wand. I bet Harry Potter's Stay got honest. a magic wand for her. <laughs> Harry Potter's got a magic wand for her, I'm sure. Producto. <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, you know, the more beer it goes down, the better the jokes get, folks. Stick around for the next half hour. Um, Troy David Hendrickson is our very special guest. He's going to be joining us in a few minutes, and uh, we're going to be asking him all kinds of stuff. He's into uh, characters and voices, impressions, drag. He's he's great. Funny dude. This is his first ever appearance on any show of any sort. We're premiere. You like that? That's our new world premiere sound effect. <laughs> you know what's better I gotta tell you Wednesday night's episode as much as I loved uh, Emily Tate it's just not the same doing it by yourself because there's nobody to laugh at my ridiculousness no what'd you no, do without sucks. me <laughs> I, 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 would, I talked very serious like I listened to myself <laughs> afterwards I'm like who is this guy I'm like yes well thank you for joining the stoop and uh, in today's um, uh, stock market and I'm like who the hell is this guy <laughs> Suck Wednesday night. Uh, I sucked. <laughs> no one to get drunk with. That's right. What are you, you drinking tonight? I am drinking Wells Banana Bread beer, uh, and I'm drinking it out of my fancy um, Pilsner glasses. I love these. The real slender cylinder type ones. Uh, Wells Banana Bread is the perfect little hint of banana bread type taste. Little sweetness, but it's all beer. And uh, it's only 5.5%, so it goes down rather easily, and it's enjoyable. It's one of them things, like, if I'm in the mood for quite a few, as you can tell I've already had, bingo. Well, yeah. what do you got there? Have a banana drink. I don't know. Oh. flavored beer. I mean, granted, I've never given enough a shot, but I don't know. 
banana in my beer. Come on, I'm man. telling you, That's crazy. you, you drink this and you will fall in love with it. It's it's like right on. It goes down smooth as silk. You know what I got? Jules got A the big... colossal colossal ghetto edition <laughs> can of Miller Highlight. <laughs> Hey, it's a champagne of beers, and it is a 32-ounce can, and I will finish it in five minutes. Five. I give it four. <laughs> <laughs> the champagne of beer in my refrigerator still. My refrigerator still. Well, you never, you know, have parties. That's not my fault. There's a certain wife around here. It's not to me I have a party every weekend. Single mingle. Hey, St. Patty's Day coming up. Parties. That's right. St. Patty's. I have that in my house. That's you got to go out. No. Hasn't been St. Patty's Day until some Irish girl. Hasn't been St. Patty's Day until some Irish girl throws up on your shoe. Nope. Been there, done that. Where are you going for St. Patty's? No, fuck <laughs> the window. <laughs> Wherever the wind takes me. Yes, that's way too much planning. You know, the following week after St. Patty's Day is Beer Fest. God, can you imagine they made Beer Fest on St. Patty's Day? Holy Jesus, Moses. That'd be amazing. Yeah, that'd be something. Yeah, that'd be some flat out disaster. <laughs> Cover me out on a stretcher, which they almost do every year. Which they almost do every year. Anyway. 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 we got to yeah. fix that audio. I'm double talking. There's only one thing. There's only one thing worse than the stupid to hear me once, and that's hearing me twice. Let's get ready, folks. It's time for our very special guest. We are ready to laugh and cry with our very special guest, Troy David Henderson. Troy, good evening, and welcome to the Stoop Radio Show. Hey, guys. How are you? How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? We're doing excellent. Good, good. We got a little, we got a little audio difficulty, so you're going to hear a little bit of a, kind of an echo. So just bear with us if you don't mind. Oh, no worries. Awesome. So welcome, man. Welcome to your first ever interview. We're really thrilled to have you. Yeah, I'm. I'm very happy to be talking to you guys. It's very exciting. Or as Aunt Mary Pat would say, it's very exciting, you guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Oh, love it. Awesome stuff. So let's get right to it. How did you discover your uh, your knack for comedy? And uh, did you always come up with different characters, or did you just start off with just like kind of joke telling, or was it always like a character thing? Oh yeah. So I uh, actually went to Cap Calloway School of the Arts, uh, performing middle school and high school. So I've always kind of been involved with with something. And my parents are characters. Um, Mary Pat actually is based off my mom. <laughs> Okay. Um, and I, I made a joke with her. I was like, it's, it's kind of funny uh, that my biggest success so far would be imitating my mother, you know, for fun. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I guess I've always had it, you know, I've always kind of done this, this sort of thing, joking around and imitating people. I, I kind of um, creatively have always done best by impersonating people. That's always been uh, the most fun for me. But, uh, yeah, it's always been sort of character-driven, always been, uh, you know, in, in either creating my own characters like Mary Pat or impersonating celebrities. I've done Caitlyn Jenner. I've done Sarah Sanders Huckabee. I've done Melania Trump. It's always been, you know, these kind of polarizing figures and impersonating them. Awesome. Oh, 
Oh, my goodness. So did you try out Aunt Mary Pat before you brought her on YouTube and brought her to the masses? Uh, no. So the, the first video I made, it was all done in one take. I had this old wig lying around, and I just—I put on these fake lashes I had, and uh, the, the pink lipstick. I called my mom, and I talked to her right before I did the video because I had this idea in mind. So it was the day after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. So go Eagles. Awesome. Go Eagles, as Andrew Pat would say. Uh, um, and my mom actually went to Modell right after the Eagles won. And I called her, and I was like, hey, what are you doing? She's like, hey, hon, I'm at Modell's. They got T-shirts on sale, so I'm buying them up. And only my mother would be at Modell's at midnight on, what was it, Sunday, and be buying T-shirts. <laughs> so <laughs> as I talked to her, I was like, I have to make this character. I have to do this. And so I just I talked to her for like five minutes and then just recorded the video, uploaded it, and I never expected, you know, it kind of to take off the way it did. That's great stuff. Uh, did you realize the impact that, uh, you know, the following you would have after the Eagles win? The Eagles, I should say. Did you realize that, like, <laughs> the timing was perfect? I, I just kind of thought, you know, it, it's, it's the best moment for this type of character. Obviously, this you know, Delco mom to, to really, like, have the moment because the Eagles, it, it, the Super Bowl was such an iconic win. It was so, you know, monumental. So I was like, oh, this would be great timing for this type of character because, like I said, it's based on my mom, and I know how she was, like, jazz that the Eagles won. Um, but <laughs> yeah. I never expected, like, it just kept growing and growing, and, like, you know, it was, like, 10,000. I was like, that's awesome. And then it was, like, 20, and then it hit 50, and once it hit, like, 100,000, I was like, oh, my God, I have to I have to do more of this character because people were messaging me and, uh, you know, asking for more videos and, you know, more pictures and stuff, so I was like, I'll do it. And then my sister actually called me, and me and my sister are very close, but she called me and I was, she was like, Hey, and I was like, Hey, how are you? She goes, when's the next game Mary Pat video? And I was like, I'm doing <laughs> fine. Thanks for asking. <laughs> that's that's like, second I need hand. more. I need more. <laughs> yeah. It was no longer about me. It was just about getting <laughs> Mary Pat out there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's nice to know you're okay, but let's get down to the basics. When's the character coming back? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, um, like it, in the beginning, well, in the beginning, of course, I said it was Eagles win the Super Bowl, so it's still kind of new. But you do a lot mm-hmm. of characters. Tell some of it, tell some of you about some of the characters you get into, and are, are these people that you meet on a daily basis, or do you just kind of randomly come up with certain things from what you see? Yeah, definitely. Uh, like I said, my biggest inspiration are real life people. I I love impersonating people. I love doing characters. Um, so I I. I study pop culture in a way that I, I'm always watching the news or watching TV shows. And any one I find interesting, either if it's good or bad, I, I want to impersonate them. So uh, I do drag. Obviously, my drag name is Miss Troy. And mm-hmm. it's kind of a very fun take on drag because I don't go for this, you know, your traditional uh, drag idea, I guess, like a hyper-feminine or a hyper uh, you know, character queen. I, I like to do impersonations of people. So Recently, I've done, like, Sarah Sanders Huckabee, who is the White House press secretary. Yeah. She's just kind of, like, the figure that people find fascinating probably for all the wrong reasons, and she just has so many cool catchphrases, and, like, it just resonates with people. So that's always, like, super fun. Um, But other than that, I kind of just find, like, people watching very exciting, and I'll take bits and pieces of different people and put them together into these characters. 
And it's funny, when I post the Mary Pat videos and I mention names of these people that don't exist or characters that don't exist yet, I'll read the mm-hmm. comments through like, when are we meeting Mary Pat's husband, Larry? When are we meeting her coworker, Donald? <laughs> I'm like, something. How do I make these people come to life? <laughs> where's Garrett? <laughs> yeah, where's Garrett? People want Garrett. And they, like, <laughs> I made a Mary Pat Instagram page, and I'll get more direct messages about people saying, when can Garrett come do their makeup or when can Garrett come do their hair? <laughs> So, so let me ask you a question real quick. This was one that was kind of off sure. the cuff and not really in our lineup, but you say you do you do drag. Um, yeah. Are you finding that today, because everybody's so cross-gender, transgender, everybody's like doing this gender mix-up, is it pulling away from the fun of drag, or is it just kind of your tongue-in-cheek approach on it? Um, I, I definitely do my own thing as far as drag is concerned, but I don't think it takes anything away from it. In fact, I think it may just enhance it because drag should okay. be accessible to anyone is how I feel. If you're a biological mm-hmm. man or woman, if you're cisgendered, transgendered, uh, intergendered, however you identify yourself, everyone should be able to, you know, express themselves as they see fit. And I think with the way the world is moving, especially with the impact of like RuPaul's Drag Race in the mainstream now, I think yeah. more people are becoming comfortable with expressing themselves. I don't think drag has to be limited to just, you know, I'm a gay man. I want to dress up like this and do drag. Like, no, anyone should be able to do it. If you're straight and you're a woman and you want to, you know, hyper put on makeup and hair and dresses, go for it. There's no limits when it comes to drag. And I think that's what's so attractive about it to me. That is a tremendous, that's a tremendous answer too. That's excellent. Troy, thank you. Joel, you're up. Thank you. (laughs) And, and Miss Troy is kind of your alter ego, um, but mm-hmm. how how did she come about? Like, did, how did you know? Were you a huge fan of RuPaul growing up, or how did that character come to life? Yeah, definitely. I, I was a big fan of RuPaul's Drag Race when it first started. I think it was like 2009. And, of course, you're watching it at home, and when you're young, you have this blind confidence, and you're like, I can do that. If they can do it on TV, I can do it. <laughs> And so you go to Goodwill and you buy a dress and the wrong style wig and the wrong cosmetics for your face. And you go out there blindly confident. And, like, I, I think the first time I went out, I was just like, I look amazing. People are just going to be super impressed. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I look back now at pictures of me and I'm like, that is the most unattractive thing in the entire world. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just kind of, like, you know, snowballed with that. I, I did a bunch of you know, shows over the years. And then I think Miss Troy actually came about, um, I think two or three years ago in Philly, I did this competition called Philly Drag Wars, which is a huge event in Philly. I just went uh, to the premiere of Cycle 9 uh, on Saturday. And there were, I think, like 300, 400 people in the audience. It was just insane, the amount of energy in that room. And that's kind of where I really honed in on my drag persona on this, like, kind of gender-bending, uh, just like character actor of, of sorts. But I think the, the beauty with drag and, and going out there is that me, as Troy, boy Troy, I don't have the same confidence or je ne sais quoi, as you would say, as Miss Troy. I mean, I, this, <laughs> when I put on that, you know, that hair and the lashes, it's just like a whole different person walks out of the house, which is really cool. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I agree. It, it, I mean, it, it's it's kind of what we do here. I mean, like everybody, all my friends are like, Oh, you know, act like you do on the show. And I'm like, um, yeah, let me get 
20 beers in me and then I'll do like I do on the show. So I understand that. How do you find the how do you find the Philly scene? Is Philly a very tough market to break into or do you find it very comforting? Is I mean, do you have a good audience here? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a mix of both. The audience is always incredible and I love sitting out there meeting people and entertaining people and you know, after you do a show for maybe like you're out there, you know, you have to get ready. Obviously, that takes about two hours getting to the venue, then uh, getting dressed and going out there. It's like a five or six hour, you know, process. But after you're done, everyone wants to take pictures. They want to meet you. And even though I'm like dead tired and I'm ready to hop in bed, it's like that energy from the people who paid the money to see you is it just it wakes you up again. It makes you so excited to see them excited. So the Philly crowd, I would say, is definitely um, the best, the best, absolute best. But awesome. the Philly scene, as far as performing, it's definitely a tough market to break because there's a lot of big characters in Philly. There's a lot of heavy hitters, and they all do an amazing job. They're all so diverse. And I will say, Philly, even though we haven't been in the, I would say, like national spotlight as far as drag goes, we have some of the most talented people in this city. Absolutely. And you're definitely making a name for yourself. Um, you just got an article written about you by the Philly Voice. Congratulations. And Thank you're you. going to be on a TV show, uh, Deliqua. I know I'm going to mess up this name. Deliqua. Um, that's so exciting. Uh, how are you handling, like, all this newfound attention? <laughs> I call my mom a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my mom, like, and my mom is, bless her heart, she's the sweetest person in the entire world, but she is so busy with work. She's working 60 hours a week. But I always call her, and she'll, like, I'm the phone, she'll be like, hold on, hon. She'll put me on hold for, like, five <laughs> minutes, and I'll be sitting there. <laughs> and then that time I get to calm down a little bit and, you know, really center myself and think about what I'm trying to say, and she always brings me back to center. She's like, I always knew you were going to do it. Just do it. You know, and uh, it's definitely a lot. Because, like I said, I get a lot of messages, and it's mostly positive, and people are saying how this character or these videos, like, you made my day, like, I've been going through X, Y, and Z, and this kind of is what I look forward to. So it's, it's so nice to hear that from people, especially because I've been doing it for so long, but to get recognition for what I do is, is just very exciting. And then um, I have a really uh, good family structure. You know, I have a partner. I have two amazing kids, and we all kind of, like, have fun with this together. So, I mean, that's kind of been... Um, what was really has like made it fun, I, I think, for me. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah, when looking into, you know, when uh, when Jewel announced that you were coming on the show, I, of course, jump into my research. I started looking into it. Mm-hmm. And I went on the, um, the Aunt Mary Pat page, and a lot of friends of mine follow it. I'm like, oh, a lot of the people that I know love it, and hopefully they're all listening in tonight because it's definitely been worthwhile so far. It's been, it's been great. Um, a name that you and I have something you and I have very much in common. Um, we both have this amazing love for the one and only Miss Mariah Carey. I find her, I find her to be just the sexiest thing on earth. Um, tell us about the obsession. What, what is it about Mariah Carey that really just gets you going? If I could say this really quickly, uh, I'm part of this <laughs> broadcast this Sunday on the 11th, where we rank the uh, 250 hottest women. And it'll be taking place at Pat's MVP in Newark, Delaware. It's the uh, Shower Beer podcast. And Mariah awesome. Carey is still competing. She's still in the rankings. But I think I am the only person, like, 
trying to keep this going. I'm like desperate for her. To, like I determined for her to win this thing. And there's nothing that would make me happier than Mariah Carey winning the hottest woman. <laughs> I agree. I think you know. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Isn't she beautiful? Like I like okay. I so. I'm really getting so emotional right now because I just love Mariah Carey so much. <laughs> Ever since I was a little boy, I just remember hearing like the song Hero. And I remember turning to my aunt and saying, is she the best singer alive? And my aunt was like, some people think so, yeah. And ever since then, ever since I was like, I don't know, like, how old was I, 93, maybe six or seven, I was like obsessed with Mariah. And then it just keeps getting Aww. bigger and bigger over time. She is like the the most amazing, perfect, special person in the entire world. <laughs> so here's my, here's my question. Are we talking the young wayfish Mariah or the modern? Voluptuous Mariah. Voluptuous, of course. Oh, absolutely. Okay. She is like, <laughs> she is like a berry. She gets you know, the dark. You know, the longer she sits, and it's like wine. She's like fine wine. The older it sits, you know, it gets sweeter, and you know, you find different notes, and like, oh my God, she's just per- more perfect every year. I'm oh my it. God. I'm with you. 100%. <laughs> you guys are too much. But but your Whitney and your Fergie was amazing. <laughs> like oh, what has what has been your favorite? Have you ever done Mariah? And is it videotaped? Because I need to see it. I can definitely send you some videos of tag you videos, but okay. <laughs> for the longest time I was so afraid of doing Mariah because everyone knows how much I love her. So it was like, such an, a, a big pressure because if I fail, they're like. Ugh. You call yourself a Mariah fan. You can't even do Mariah. Right. But then, like, it got to the point where, like, now it's, like, second nature. Like, if I don't know what to do as far as the show goes, throw a Mariah track on there. I come to life. I am Mariah. You cannot tell me I'm not Mariah Carey in that moment. I like it. I know with Beyonce. <laughs> I know. It's like I, you, you are, like, when you're in that moment, even if it's by yourself or on stage and like you can't, like no one can tell you you're not that person in that moment. (laughs) That's very cool. Is singing part of your repertoire? Do you you mix singing in the acts? Uh, You can ask Jules, you see my Fergie video. Uh, Singing is not (laughs) my, my Um, wonderful. I, I, uh, I can impersonate bad singers and I can impersonate like, I, no, I cannot sing. I'm not going to make a sugarcoat around it. I have the worst voice of all time, but I love it. Like, I love doing karaoke. I love, you know, I pick, like, probably the most technical singer of all time to be my favorite singer. So, you know. <laughs> Troy, did did you happen to catch Fergie doing the national anthem at the game? You can't be that bad. <laughs> he, he, no, he did it. He did it. <laughs> I impersonated her live. I had my boyfriend. Danny is, um, he is a designer. He sews. So as soon as I saw that video, I had a show, I think like three days later, I was like, you better go to Joanne Fabrics, get that pattern, buy that fabric, and make me that dress because I am doing Fergie. <laughs> because that is like... <laughs> that was perfect. Was like, that dress was spot on. <laughs> Thank you. And your makeup and everything, like, do you do your own makeup? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, that's, like, something that has been probably the hardest thing about doing, I would say, obviously not Mary Pat. You see Mary Pat, she's a very simple lady, just a little mascara, some pink lipstick, and a blush, and she's <laughs> good to go. 
But <laughs> I think doing, like, drag makeup has been, you know, a really, like, something that is, like, they should teach a class on it. And whoever that instructor is yeah. will a lot of money because it is hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. It takes me an hour and, I'm like, geez, I can't even get the falsies on. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, in in your time doing the drag scene, I got to ask. Have you ever been mm-hmm. hit on by a guy? Yeah. Like thinking you're a woman. Of course. <laughs> Probably not thinking I'm a woman. I wouldn't say that. My my shoulders speak for themselves. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I would say there's definitely like a, a mystique about it almost where like I would say like a straight guy would, you know, come up to me and be like, Hey girl, what's up? I'm like, Hey boy, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? But you know, it, it is fun. It, it is fun, and I think it's kind of dangerous. And I think that's what, especially you know, a guy who's had a couple of drinks in him will untrack him. <laughs> of course, <laughs> it's funny because I brought my boyfriend at the time. Well, he's my fiance now, but boyfriend at the time, uh, down mm-hmm. to the neighborhood, and he yeah. went up to the bar to buy us two drinks, and he's like, "Man, I, I I couldn't get out of there. There was just like these guys surrounding me. I'm like." Because you're a beautiful man. Like, they're going to come here. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Well, we had a great Did time. We went. Any... We were... <laughs> yeah, like, that... if there's any straight guys listening right now and they go to the neighborhood and they get hit on, accept it. Like, it's a compliment. It's, it's probably the yes. highest compliment you'll receive. Enjoy it. <laughs> Hell yeah, it is. I tell you what, I, I get flattered by it. Um, my, my brother used to hang out with a big group of friends. There was a gay guy in the group, and he used to always come up to me and say, "You know, I like I like the way you dress. I'm gonna dress like you with with the sweater vest and the tie." And I like that made my night. I'm like, if, you know, because if he wants to dress like me, and he supposed he has this great fashion sense, I was flattered. It's like the best part of my night. Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have to ask you because you know you're known for your Delco accent, and I have to tell you, you are better than Tina Fey. I don't know. Tina Fey is just too suburbanized. Like, she cannot get Delco, like, to perfection, but you have perfected it. And I'm from the Northeast myself, so I feel mm-hmm. like I have a little different of an accent, if you can hear it in my yeah. voice. Um, I mean, it's not really a voice for radio, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what, what do you think is the difference between, like, Northeast Philadelphia, South Philadelphia, and Delco? What do you think is the difference between the accents? I think Northeast Philly and Philly, like, they're a little harsher, just the way you speak and you say the words. I think Delco has this really elongated Del- – Delco, I will say, is, like, its own language. It's, like, its own thing. And I worked at Chuck E. Cheese in Springfield, uh, right on Baltimore yeah. Pike, for years. Sure. And that mm-hmm. is where I have perfected my Delco accent because, like, <laughs> all the customers that come in there, it's, like, a, it's a whole different world. And, like, the Delco is, like – a lot of A's, a lot of A's, a lot of E's. Like it's, it's a, they take the vowel and that you learn in school, and they just extend it out five syllables. Because you know, to to me, I've been told I have the Philly accent, and I don't even notice it. And you go places, and they say, "Where are you from?" Like northern part, like Philly. I'm like, yeah. To me, it doesn't. I don't even notice. So it's great that you can pick that yeah. up without that ear for it. That, that, that's awesome. Um, so what, what's coming up next for you, Troy? What are some things you're looking to do? Are you making appearances? Uh, like Jewel says, uh, you know, where can we meet up and grab a beer, hon? 
Oh, yeah, hon, definitely. Uh, you know, we're going to grab a shot of fireball, beers. We'll get together. Yes. <laughs> no, there's actually a lot coming up. And Can we so please? I need to. <laughs> oh, no, come on, hon. Come on out. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, most, uh, I guess coming up next, I have uh, Aunt Mary Pat's first live event. It's a DIY paint night in Delaware City, Delaware. Um, oh it's God. at one of my high school friends. She has her own business. Um, it's called Major's Market, and that's at 630. There's still a few tickets available. So they, uh, if anyone wants to check out Aunt Mary Pat's Facebook page, you can buy tickets. That's really exciting. And then uh, you can also check out Aunt Mary Pat in Delco on the 30th at Della Polo's. Um, that's like a meet and greet. So if you want to grab a shot of Fireball or a beer with Mary Pat, that's definitely the night to do it because we're going to do a lot of drinking. Um, I hope hopefully have a ride home at the end of that. <laughs> uh, and then, sure uh, you will. Have a lot of, uh, yeah, I know. It's, it's so, it's so funny, but like I, people love, they want to drink with her and I you know, want to drink with people. So it's, it's all going to work out. Oh my God. Me and um, Jeff I, I are there. Of, uh, we will buy tickets and come see you. Yeah. We, we got to catch up. To it's free. It's free. You just come to the bar and, you know, hang out and I, had a few giveaways, and um, it's going to be a really exciting time. It was actually one of the fans of the videos who bartends there reached out to me, and it was like, you know, the, I was free that night. It ended up working out perfectly, and I was like, what better way to, you know, make something happen than to get together at a bar and have some drinks? <laughs> That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, do you have any other shows this month? Oh, yeah. Yeah, go, oh, yeah, go yeah. ahead. I have a, a few drag events that are coming up, which is really exciting. Like I said, on the 11th, I have the podcast recording in Newark, Delaware. Um, I have uh, Wilmington, Delaware's first ever drag brunch on the 18th. That's Drag Diva Brunch. You can get tickets at uh, their website. Um, I also have a show in Wilmington on the 24th called Saturday Night Divas, which is our monthly show. And in Philly, I'll be there on the 31st for Bev's Bitch Fest. Uh, which is a, a really funny show. So if you're looking for comedy in the area, it's a taboo. Um, it's a great show. Tickets are still available for that. Um, I have a lot of stuff coming up in April. Um, and if you check out either my Facebook page or Aunt Mary Pat's Facebook page or Instagram, all the event information will be on there. And then this year I actually turned 30. Wow. Which is, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's that, I think it's probably the scariest birthday of all time. Yes, it Everyone is. says, like, that's 30 <laughs> and moves up. Ugh. But um, my birthday is on May 17th. So on uh, May 5th, there's actually a roast of me uh, <laughs> coming up. Oh, <laughs> my I God. I for that, too. But I, ever since, like, I started doing uh, drag and characters, I've always wanted to have a roast and just, like, people go in on me. <laughs> that's and awesome. then, uh, amazing. finally, on uh, the 26th in Philadelphia of May, May 26th, it's my first show, the first ever uh, show like that I'm starring in, you know, help of co-producing and it's going to be at Latage in Philadelphia. So Aunt Mary Pat will be at that show and Miss Crow will be at the show. So both of my worlds are colliding for the first time at that event. Exciting. Yes. That's so amazing. Oh my God. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations on everything exciting happening to you. Um, I'm you. so happy you came on the show and you replied because you're just the most amazing person. Um, but before we let you go, <laughs> of course, um, we need to know what is Aunt Mary Pat's motto to live by? What would you say? Should I do it in her voice? Sure. Of course. Okay. <laughs> hey, hon, hope you're doing good. 
uh, Aunt Mary Pat here. Just wanted to give you some advice on living your life. Don't listen to the haters because if they ain't paying your bills, they're paying this friggin' mine, hun. Also, when in doubt, have a shot of Fireball, hun. It'll take you back, center yourself, get out there, don't listen to nobody. If they ain't helping you, it don't matter, hun. And just uh, take care of you, you and your family and uh, yourself, hun. <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. <laughs> wise, wise words from the amazing Aunt Mary Pat Sabatino. Am I saying that correct? I don't want to mess that up. Sabatino, yeah. <laughs> Sabatino, excellent. Well, this has been fantastic. We obviously would like to invite you back. Would you come back on us uh, with us in a couple uh, months? Have you got some things wrong? Yes, I would love to. You guys have been excellent. This has been like, uh, this is my first time, you know, chatting live, but uh, it has been amazing. You guys are awesome. It's been awesome for us. You know, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect coming in. I knew what I was going to expect to laugh. I laughed hysterically, and that's what it's all about here on the stoop. Troy David Hendrickson, everybody, check him out on Facebook. Check out Aunt Mary Pat D. Sabatino's Facebook page. Get out to some events and check this guy out. It's worth it. He's hilarious. His characters are great. And I'll give you a little taste of Philly in the Delco area. Troy, thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you real soon. Have yourself a great night. Thanks, guys. You too. Take care. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's awesome. I feel like I hung up with, like, one of my best friends. Like, (laughs) you know, like, hey, one of our friends you haven't talked to in a while. Like, we just hung up with him after a great reunion. Oh, terrific. Joel, I got to tell you, fantastic job. When, uh, again, when you told me he was coming on, you were so excited. I'm like, all right, let me do some research and see what we have here. And I was laughing, and I was excited, and he was perfect. Well-spoken. Um no nerves. His first time out, no nerves. He knew everything he had to say. His answers to his questions were terrific. He's got a good um, politically correct mind on, and it's fantastic. Just so glad he was on the show tonight. Amazing. I'm so excited. <laughs> it was so amazing. <laughs> Seriously. Like, I got tongue-tied because I'm such a huge fan, and it's just so great. And it really was the thing everyone needed after the Super Bowl to see this Delco mom just go at it. And you know what? She has opinions on everything. So if you want to see her opinions on the Eagles, you know, Wawa, Smokes, Hoagies, the freaking storm coming in on Wednesday, go check out Troy David Hendrickson, a.k.a. Aunt Mary Pat D. Zabatino. Yeah, and for all you who want to check it out, it is all you guys, Aunt Aunt Mary Pat, and the last name is D-I, and then a capital S-A-B-A-T-I-N-O, Aunt Mary Pat D. Sabatino. Great characters, the wonderful <laughs> Mr. Troy David Hendrickson. We're going to be hearing a lot from this guy, I know it. Um, good local talent, funny. And uh, he likes the Philly scene, the Philly scene likes him, does a lot of stuff in Delaware as well. Definitely worth checking out. Jewel, great landing. You find the best local people, and like I said, when you when you said... I got Delco mom. I'm like, okay, don't know what that is. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like, okay, I don't now know what that do. is. <laughs> now I do. And I had to get right on. Say, all right, let me see what this is all about. And it's been great ever since. And, and he was very excited to be on. He was sharing it. He's blowing it up all over the place. And uh, his first of hopefully many, many more interviews. And of course we will bring him back. Um, Probably after May, after he gets uh, his birthday rolling and some of his bigger shows, we'll have him back on here and see how he's uh, going right here on the stoop. Outstanding. Thank you again, Troy, for out there listening to the rest of the show. Thank you. Yes, thank you, thank you. And I didn't even get to the one of the questions I had, but 
I was going to say, because he builds such a great backstory for his characters. Like, Aunt Mary Pat, like, she works customer service at the Acme. Acme. <laughs> and, he, and he says, like, specifics, like, where she works and stuff. I wanted to ask him, like, do people, like, stalk that location since he, since he has such a big fan base? Like, oh, where's Aunt Mary Pat? I need to do a shot. I saw that on the question list. I was a little upset you didn't ask. Um, there's only one thing I don't like about Aunt Mary Pat, and I got to say this on the air while while the show is fresh. She grows a nicer beard than I do. <laughs> She's like hey. this blonde hair and perfect lipstick with this beautiful beard. I mean, <laughs> I'm so offended. Hey. It's just you know, <laughs> hard day of work, hon. <laughs> exactly. Just a little uh, little shadow after a rough day. <laughs> Great stuff. That was, that was really worth it. Hilarious. And uh, we got to catch up with him on a live show sometime. Excellent. Woo, I'm like out of gas. I'm like all fired up from that. That was that was so good. I, gotta, I know. Such a great night. I'm so happy. It was. And, you know, he um, – I had to ask him about Mariah Carey when I first got on stage. And, you know, he's basically obsessed. I'm like, yeah, i got to find out. What makes him so obsessed? And we pretty much shared the same brainchild on that. And he even likes the thick, voluptuous Mariah. Not that waifish <laughs> thing she was when she was little. I don't know what that was. But the one it's today. The 90s. If I had to be, um, had to be um, suffocated, suffocated under one human under being, one it would be Mariah Carey. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> Who would, who would be your one person? You know. What, besides Me? my fiancé? Well, my, my fiance? <laughs> no, yeah, right, besides you. Because my fiancé is going to smother me in my sleep after hearing this conversation. So. <laughs> okay. You know what mine be, though? Eminem, and I have to just say that he is tied at number four of the richest hip-hop stars in America. Guess who's Bradley? number one? Dr. Dre. No, he's number three. Little squeaky. No, they're popular. Come on now. I don't know. It goes I, I Dre, know. number three. Number two is P. Diddy Combs at $810 million. And then Jay-Z. Number one, just named. Yes, you got it right, Mr. Hove himself, Jay-Z. They got a lot of money. Them guys are pretty much nine hundred wow. million dollars. And you know what? He needs it because he's just had like <laughs> five guys come out like, "Hey, you're my dad. <laughs> Give me some money." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Wow, something else. Um, get back to some topics. A friend of the stoop, a relative of the stoop, if you will, Miss Jessica Barth. Has a new hey. movie coming out. Tell me your name is the name. Uh, premiered at a Cinequest Film Festival this weekend. Jason Devan directs the film inspired by true events about a teenage girl played by Sydney Sweeney, who moves in with her aunt, played by our wonderful Miss Jessica Barth, in her late mom's hometown. As she struggles to adapt to her new life, she feels her mom's presence and tries to reach out to her mother from beyond the grave. But doing so, she leaves her fighting for her soul when a demon possesses her body and leaves a local reverend, played by Bruce Davison, to perform an exorcism. That oh, sounds chilling. It's like a scary movie. That's not really my thing. Have you seen the trailer? Or have you uh, 
Jeez, you know, I, I just saw the trailer. I was trying to catch it this weekend because it came out. It was debuted this weekend at the Cinequest on March 3rd. But um, the trailer is horrifying. I mean, it's like yeah. The Exorcist, but with wow. CGI. So it's super, super creepy. <laughs> I'm not a huge horror fan, but, like, I'm definitely going to watch this because my cousin's in it. Um, it, it looks really, really scary. Um and and Sydney Sweeney is such a great young actress. You know, she actually stars in Everything Sucks on Netflix. So she's doing big things. And uh, my my cousin got really close with her on set and said she's the sweetest girl. So I'm really proud and happy for them both. Well, that's great stuff. And uh, yeah, we had Jessica on the show a little while back. Um, I've always been a fan. I love her. I love her in the, in the Ted movies. And I, I think she's wonderful. And uh, she's got good family background. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> absolutely. That's terrific. So, um, so yeah, very exciting. That, that's great. I like to check out the new movie, and uh, we always like to check out uh, people who have come on the stoop and have done some work for us and with us. So that's very exciting. So we're going to check that out. I um, will tell you the one scene. It's like yeah. the girl Sydney, and she's like the main character, and she says to her boyfriend. Woody is scared of me because her boyfriend's like gonna kiss her, and then he leans in for a kiss, and what does she do? She bites his freaking tongue off. <laughs> oh my god! There's like blood everywhere. Very gory. I'm scared. I'm scared already. I get scared of that stuff. I'm a sis. <laughs> it comes to horror movies. Did you ever watch The Exorcist? Eh, did kinda. <laughs> That's t- <laughs> Kind of. The worst movie ever. Oh my god. It kind of is. Um, it's uh, definitely scary, and um, you know, <laughs> that, that's just the thing. Um, we have, we're working on, I, I should say, uh, a date. Speaking of, um, everything sucks on Netflix, and uh, one of the stars of that show. As a matter of fact, these stars show Jahi Winston. Uh, he's going to be making an appearance on the stoop real soon in the next few weeks. So we're very excited Yay. about that uh, from Everything Sucks, which is a big show on Netflix. And we're actually very excited to get him on. i got to lock down that date going through my notes. I, I hate to announce things before they're official, but um, for us to know, his uh, two terrific PR people, Ashley and Shannon, are working on hammering down a date with us. So Jahi Winston uh, from Everything Sucks is going to be making an appearance on the stoop. It's going to be great. Um so we're looking very forward to that. We're also looking very forward to next Monday night. And while tonight was a show for Jewel, next Monday night is a show for Jeff and all his 80s friends and all the guys growing up in the 80s. Bobby Brown, video vixen, the original and the ultimate video vixen. Bobby Brown, model, actress, video vixen, Super Babe is going to be here with us, and she still looks terrific. She'll be here with us next Monday night. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff, because she's told me via our little discussion that no topic is off limits. And that excites what? me. Oh, that's what she said. That excites me. No topic is off limits. <laughs> <laughs> and so you shall be. Now, nah, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be a good boy. I'll try anyway. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I know you're looking forward to it. I know you're all about the uh, video vixens. It's like you're saying. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. 
I love videos. I love music videos. I love everything. That's why this this show's like made for us. Oh, you got that ooh 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 face on. Go ahead, lay it out. Not that face, you pervert. My niece has a friend who is trying out for the Eagles cheerleaders. She's yeah. a very, very talented dancer. What up, Vic? And she's teaching a class up in the Monaco area, like a heels class. And I'm so excited because you get to dance like you're in a music video, in high heels, guys and gals, and you get to come. So um, if you want to learn more about it, you know, hit me up, shout me a line, because I will be attending. I'm going to be in that class, and I'm going to get in shape for summer to attend that class. Why are you laughing at me? (laughs) You were talking about cheerleaders and dressing up in heels and dancing on stage, and you said, and you can come. Enough said. Do you want to come, Jeff? You're you're more than welcome to come. (laughs) Get you some heels. What size are you? Ten wide? (laughs) You know, the problem is, the problem with this show, as much as I love it, is Jewel comes out so PG, and Jeff just thunders <laughs> X down her throat, and she just misses it. You know, cheerleaders, high heels, and you can come. And I'm sweating, and she's like, "What? You're not coming if you want." I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Oh my god, Jewel. That's the kind of yeah, wow. That's the kind of fun we couldn't have Wednesday night because there's nobody here to repeat yourself. Oh Jesus. <laughs> I'm like losing my breath between Troy and his impersonations and his jokes and Jules' sweet, innocent little naivism. <laughs> this show, tonight's show, should be should win some kind of award. I mean, give me a hey, radio. It's after award nine o'clock. Sort. It's after nine o'clock. Okay, shit hits the fan. That's right. Shit hits the fan after nine o'clock here on the stoop. It always does. And goddamn, that was the funniest five minutes I've had all week. I needed that. <laughs> My God, I needed that. And I'm staring you in the face, and you're just, like, totally ignoring it. Like, I'm not being totally piggish, but good for you. That, hey, we should do that. The stoop should go live to Eagles cheerleader tryouts and interview every <laughs> single already in process. God damn it. Yep. I know, right? You know, but that's all right. might but. get some tickets to snag. We'll see. I'm working on that. That works for me. I think Eagle Trial Eagle Cheerleader Tryouts should be at my house. She said they eat very well. <laughs> oh yeah? Oh man, I'm definitely about that. And you could tell because all of them weigh like hundred and ten pounds soaking wet. It's good stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> man, I'm telling you, I I can't recover, Jewel, from that last few minutes. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Missed what's on my playlist. <laughs> I do miss it. We maybe we'll bring that back. Bring that weeks. back one of these weeks. What's on my playlist? What's on my playlist? At moments I double At talk. Moments oh, I double talk. Oh, it's like a horrible feedback. Like a horrible thing. feedback. <laughs> we'll wait that out. We'll wait that out. <laughs> it keeps doing it. <laughs> so, so some big stuff that we got coming up. Some big stuff that we got coming up. In two weeks, in two um, weeks um, the Excite Center, Parks Casino, Sunday the 18th, Stems of, of Rock. We're all kind of excited for the show. Jewel Myers is attending. It's going to be very exciting. 
So looking forward to that. So looking forward to um, that. Um, we, we. I'm like feeling this out. See if it keeps double talking. And it does. And it does. The magic of Blog Talk Radio, ladies and gentlemen. The greatest technical support in all the land. <laughs> anyway. All right, so now that we've lost the double talk. Uh, this one's huge, folks. This is big stuff. And we're trying to get these fellas on the show. A friend of the stoop, as I like to say. People who have been on the show. Very good friend of the stoop. Mr. Brian Quinn. Now, Brian is a oh yeah, Brian is a, a longtime Philly artist. He was in uh, a member of Octane. He was a member of Foster Child. Now, of course, he's a member of Candlebox. Brian Quinn and Mr. Kevin Martin of Candlebox will be making their way to Harris Philly Casino on August, um, April sixth for a very intimate acoustic show. Jewel and I. Have scored tickets. We're sitting on the VIP front table, so we're going to be up front and center watching Brian and Kevin. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I laid out the invitation to Brian to come back on the show. I know he's busy. His schedule's tough. He's doing a lot of touring. I laid it out to see if we can get Brian back on the stoop to talk about this great show and see maybe if we can get Kevin on the show as well. No tentative date. Nothing has been announced. Uh, we're just out there reaching uh, Brian. Thank you for checking us out. We know you do sometimes, and uh, you're a great interview. We'd love to have you back before this big show. Anyway, there is still general admission tickets, um, and, they're, and they're cheap. General admission is about, uh, I think, 27 bucks. And check out, again, one of our great artists of Philadelphia himself, Mr. Brian Quinn, and he'll be joined by Kevin Martin. It's Candlebox. Uh, it's an acoustic show that we're just really looking forward to, Joel. I'm so very excited. Um you know, I was looking at tickets, and my wife said, you know, pull the trigger, let's get the VIP table, let's get Jewel, and let's get Mike, and let's make it a great night, a stoop night. So, how excited are you for that one? I'm so excited. Like, you did it. We're going to be there. I'm super excited. It's going to be a great spring. Like, we have such a great lineup, and just to go to these shows and meet our guests is just, like, so great to me, and I'm so excited for it. Uh, a very uh, big announcement that came up to that um, just today. I saw this a few hours ago, and it's an announcement for the show. There was an opening act, and uh, our Philly people out there listening are going to love this. The opening act is going to be the acoustic duo of Mr. Danny Beisel and Mr. Brian Bortnick. That's going to be awesome. Danny, of course, was the lead singer of Foster Child. Brian was the lead singer of Octane. They're getting together. They're going to do an acoustic set before Candlebox. There's an opening act, and Danny and Brian are outstanding artists. I've seen them through the Philly scene, and I think that's just great that all them guys are going to be there doing acoustic work at Harris Casino. It is so worth it, folks. Like I said, get your tickets. Very inexpensive, 27 bucks. It's not a lot at all. Um, you know, Kevin Martin, one of just the greatest singing voices out there. I love the guy. I think he's terrific. Um, it's being called Candlebox Acoustic Duo and the Stories We'll Tell. That's the tour for 2018. Again, Friday, April 6th at 8 p.m. Harris, Philadelphia, in Chester. Maybe we can get like a live broadcast going. That would be awesome. That would also be incredible. Anything. We take anything here at the Stoop. So it's the Femmes of Rock on the 18th. We've got Candlebox in the Q6 session April 6th. I personally have 
I'm so excited I can't even stand. I tried to reach out to these guys to get them here, too. It's very tough. Greta Von Fleet is coming to Philadelphia Ooh. May 12th. Oh, uh, they are sold out, and it's such a shame because they are amazing. I wish they were playing a bigger venue so more people can get out to see them. Check these guys out, too. They are awesome. And there's just so many great Philly bands and artists and talents that Jules has been touching base with. We're going to get more of them on the show. We played their music here. We're just music junkies around here, Jules, are we not? Oh, yes, totally. And, guys, if you have material you want to send it to me, feel free. We're more than open. Um, we've reached a large area. So whether you're from Delco, Monco, Buxco, reach out to us. Send me your music. I want to hear it. I will take the time and listen to your music. So we're here for you. Absolutely. And even if you don't want to do the interview, we'll we'll play your music. We'll, we'll announce your sites and where people can find you. Just play tunes. We love it. We love doing that here. We're a little bit of everything. We're Philly, but we're also all over the world. We do comedy. We do um, music, actors, actresses, all over the board talent, like tonight with Troy, who had a little bit of everything. That's what we do here. I love it. <laughs> Certainly do. Um, what else you got, Jewel? We We're... We blew through material night like rapid fire. What else you got for us? What's going on? I know, right? Like, what is happening? I I mean, I can't get over this 16 inches of snow we're going to be hit with. Like, this is going to destroy our lives this week. (laughs) It is. And like I said, I'm kind of hoping that I get the plug pulled early from work so I could sit home and down some beers and then reach out to some of our California friends and see if we can get anybody else to be on the stoop because at the moment we're running a little dry on the people. we got a lot on the hook but right now we're a little dry. I mean Bobby Brown's coming up Monday and I'm super excited for that but we need more people and if you're out there listening and you're like I wonder what this show's all about and you're like hey I know Bill and Bob and so and so would love to come on and, and sell their music or anything like that. We, we'd love to hear it. Absolutely. And you can reach us at? You can reach us at the Stoop Radio 1 on Twitter. You can reach us at the Stoop Radio Network on Facebook. Instagram is also the Stoop Radio 1 on Instagram. Russ, I said 1. Stoop Radio 1. I mean. Stoop Radio 1. Uh, one. <laughs> I'll give you a 1. I got a 1 for you too. Stoop Radio 1. Yeah, Stoop Radio 1 on Twitter. Or, um, you know, like I said, the Stoop Radio Network on Facebook, Jeff Barini on Facebook. Reach out. We're always around. Um, our temporary website is down. wasn't crazy about it. We're going to rehash that thing. That other thing, I don't know what that was. That was a mess. So we're going to bring you some new stuff. Um, Jewel is running out of energy. Jeff the Shark is running out of energy. We're going to call it a night here on the Stoop Radio Show and get ready for uh, – looks like there's no show Wednesday, especially with the potential weather. So we're going to call Wednesday off um, in case you know, there's no power, anything like that. So we will get back to you one week from today, 8 p.m. Don't forget the beautiful, lovely video vixen herself, Bobby Brown, to be our very special guest on the Stoop. A humongous – Stoop, thank you again to Mr. Troy David Hendrickson and Aunt Mary Pat de Sabatino and Miss Troy and all thank all of them for stopping by <laughs> to tonight's show. They were amazing. Better than I ever hoped for. Yeah. I'm gonna call tonight. For my amazing, lovely, wonderful co hostess with the mostest research queen pounding the pavements of bringing the best of entertainment, Miss Jewel Tady. And <laughs> she does a little 
this moment. I am Jeff the Shark Perini. Thank you for joining us, and have a great night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.